Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo. And on tonight, we're going to be starting the book of 1 Corinthians. And we're going to talk about a great many things, but mainly uh, when we get down to speaking about fellowship and also water baptism. Is Paul in disobedience when he says in verse number 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize? We'll answer that and much more. So join me in the podcast already in session. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. As you can tell, my voice is still struggling, and um, I still just can't seem to shake whatever it is that I have. Um, I don't feel all that terrible, I mean, um, other than just like you would normally feel, I guess, with a little bit of a cold, but um, yeah, my voice has been really struggling tonight. I've been praying that uh, I would be able to go on even, Uh, but I have some hot coffee right here. I had some lemon juice and some honey, along with um, in, a, in some hot water earlier. And I was hoping that uh, that would help a little bit, and it did. And uh, praise the Lord for that. So I should be able to get through, uh, Lord willing, tonight, uh, through the beginning of the study of 1 Corinthians. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there's going to be many things. I doubt we'll get through all of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 tonight. Uh, it'll have to be a two-parter for sure. So, uh, But with that being said, I'm, I'm just going to welcome you all here to uh, my my home studio. Those that are listening in, uh, this is not what my voice normally sounds like. Please go uh, um, back into the other studies um, on my podcast. All the podcast platforms, you can find me at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast and look that up, and you can find me on just about every single one of them. I haven't found one yet that um, that I'm not hosted on, so... And that's a blessing. Obviously, if you're watching me live, you're getting to see the video feed that's found on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Please find me there, like, subscribe, share, and all that kind of stuff. And also on Facebook, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Uh, do the same there. Please like, share. Um, I rely totally on um, the people that tune in and are uh, that like the page or are, are subscribers to the page on YouTube. I'm, I'm relying solely on you to get the word out, and um, I try doing little things here and there, but um, I'm self-funded, and not only that, I'm not monetized, so there's not a whole lot of, um, not a whole lot of uh, being promoted as far as on YouTube and Facebook, I can tell you that much, but that's all right, that's not why I do it, Um, so let's get into the book of 1 Corinthians, because there's quite a bit to cover, and um, and, you know, I'm going to make a few statements tonight. I'm going to ask a couple questions, and I just asked that you hear the entire matter out. Um, I hope you know by now, if you've been watching or listening for a very long time or even for just a several months, that I don't like to have my own mind in things. I don't like to have uh, my own thoughts. I just want to see what the Word of God has to say. And um, I'm going to bring up some a few things tonight. 
Um, I don't think that they're controversial. I don't think that there's uh, any reason why we need to have sharp division over it. Uh, but I think I just want to just bring out exactly what the Word of God says, and we'll see what it says. And um, if there's some disagreement, that's to be expected. And I'd ask that you would just uh, give me a fair hearing and give the Word of God a fair hearing, and that uh, we wouldn't rely on traditions of men or what we've been taught in the past, but that every time we would open up the Word of God, it would change our mind to it, not having us trying to find our mind in it. Okay, what I mean by that is don't be trying to pick and choose and try to hunt and peck and all those kind of things to prove your, your point of view. Just every time you open up the Word of God, just say, Lord, change my mind if it's, be, if it's wrong. And um, what we're going to talk about tonight, I've been studying for quite a long time. And um, I, I haven't been intentionally avoiding 1 Corinthians or anything like that, um, and by no means. But um, I just wanted to study a lot of things out over the past, oh, I don't know, several years, actually, uh, before I would even uh, bring up 1 Corinthians just a few things, because there's a lot of things in both uh, letters, both First and Second Corinthians, there's a lot of things in there. And so we're going to go through them line upon line, precept upon precept, and see what the Word of God has for us, okay? So that's not a disclaimer or anything like that, and you can just tune out, but I just ask if you just listen to the entire matter, okay? So let's start in verse number one, and Lord, please help me with this voice, my goodness. I'm like an octave lower than I normally am, but uh, I would prefer not to be an octave lower. My voice is low enough as it is. Anyways, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, turn in your King James Bible there with me, please, and uh, let's begin in verse number 1. It says, Paul, and this is very important, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother. Right away, Paul, once again in this letter, is claiming, uh, rightly so, because he was an apostle of Jesus Christ. Um, Just like uh, I would say that as those 12 apostles were called of Jesus Christ in his earthly ministry, Paul was called by Jesus Christ as well. And he says this numerous times in all of his letters, all of his letters to the churches, he brings this up. And then it says in verse number two, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place, call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing that really jumps out at me, um, and as I taught this at my uh, local body of believers a couple weeks back, one of the things that really jumps out in 1 Corinthians, if you've read your Bible several times, is that when you see this second verse, it's almost like you're asking uh, to yourself, Paul, are you talking about the same individuals that you're talking about in in later chapters when you're saying that they're doing things that are not even named among the Gentiles? But folks, our righteousness, our actions, our works don't define who we are. Once again, it's sanctified in Christ Jesus. If you are born again, you are brought into the body of Christ. You are made a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Well, we still have this flesh. Any person that tries to say they have no sin, this sinless perfection type individuals, they're a liar and the truth is not in them, the Bible says. 
but it's just as if you are sanctified. You are already seen as a saint if you are in Christ Jesus because you are clothed in his righteousness. And that's the thing that jumps out. Even though we will be chastised, corrected as a son, of course, you know, uh, you're not just going to uh, sin that grace may abound, God forbid, of course. But as you go through this life, if you just understand that you are already a sanctified saint, and I labeled this, um, you know, the, the, uh, the title of the video and in the study, so to speak, of 1 Corinthians 1 is sanctified saints, question mark. Because don't so many times we question ourselves. We say, well, I, you know, I, I can't be a saint. But we are. Not because of anything that we have done, but because of his righteousness and who is in you. You are the body, the physical manifestation, the body of Christ. We, as a body of believers, as the church of the living God. That is played out on local levels, just like it is here in in the church in Corinth. But we're all in the body of Christ, brought into the body of Christ by his baptism. And we're going to talk about that here in a moment. So verse number four, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ. So once again, Paul again reiterifies or just reinforces the the concept that it's not by works of righteousness which we have done it's his we are given grace how how are we given grace because it's given you by Jesus Christ that in everything verse number 5 ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge uh, what brings us up to, to something to mind for me is when it says in all knowledge. Paul in other places says that you may grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have all the access. You have all access to the knowledge that he would have for you, given to us, written down, preserved by the inspired word of God. You have access to that because of the spirit that is in you, that teaches you all things. Of course, there's teachers. There's there's obviously teachers, but they are to be the conduit of what conduit of what God has for us, giving us just simply the word. And we are to confirm that by the spirit that's in us. That way we're of one mind, his mind. And that in everything you're enriched by him. There is no more riches that you can have in this world that will ever satisfy you. They won't ever satisfy. But enriching yourself in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ will satisfy. Even as the testimony, verse number six, of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. They had fully recognized who they were in Christ. They weren't lacking any gifts. There's going to be gifts that are talked about even um, that they were starting to fight over. And we'll get to all that in due time. But they're not lacking of anything because they had all of the Holy Spirit. Some people will try to say that, well, you got to get to some, some sort of second um, blessing or second baptism or something or other to that effect in order to get these signed gifts. And we're going to cover all that within First and Second Corinthians. 
I'm gonna not gonna make any bones about it. It's very clear in, in black and white in the pages of Scripture here about all those things. We're gonna get to a few of those maybe potentially tonight. But the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift, simply waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, looking for that blessed hope. Who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some people have this misconception that when we stand before Christ one day, at the judgment seat of Christ, that we're going to answer for our sins. No, my friend, you will stand before Christ one day in his clothed in his righteousness. You won't answer for that sins because you will be standing before him blameless. There will be no sin. In fact, if the accuser comes and says, look at all this sin, there's no sin to be seen because we are blameless in Christ Jesus. That is in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that is an incredible statement. And if we can just truly get us start getting a grasp on what that really means for us, it'll help change you, conform you. It'll help you to reckon, to remember, to realize who you are in him. And that will that change maybe some of the ways that you go through this life? Of course. It better. It should. I'd be questioning if it wasn't, but a lot of times we do forget. We revert back to the old self, which is dead. Paul says, reckon yourself dead. Reckon just means to be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm dead. That's the old me. That's, I've, that's been buried in Christ. That's been crucified, nailed to his cross, the Bible says. Look at verse number nine, and we'll, we'll park here for just a moment. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, the fellowship of, um, of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, it means coming together, right? Having the same uh, mind, the, the same thing in common. How do we have this fellowship? Well, that's in Christ Jesus. The fellowship happens in that. I'm reminded of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 9. Look over at that real quick. Turn over there, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 9, where Paul talks about the fellowship. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 9, where the Bible says, and to make all men, speaking of the unwritten, you know, unto me who I am less the least of all saints is the grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, verse number eight. And this is in Ephesians three. And to make all men, verse number nine, see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was there at the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John 1 through John 1, 1 through verse 14. To the intent, verse number 10, that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, hmm, we're seated together in heavenly places, might be known by the church of the manifold wisdom of God. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, 
in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Boldness, confidence, access, all things that we have, because we're such a great person. No, 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 no. No. Not because of that, but because of him, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's why you have access, because of him. That's the fellowship of the mystery. This mystery that Paul preached, uh, Romans 16 and verse number 25, excuse me. And dump out, dump out of the audio there real quick. I'm sorry about that. Um, but this fellowship of the mystery that Paul was preaching in Romans chapter 16, verse 25, that he brought to us and that he wrote down. And as I mentioned in first, um, the second Thessalonians, when we're going through that. In fact, uh, we just finished that up just last week, how we ought to think, Wh- what is our in sample? Where, where, how do we walk orderly? And that's when we find in Second Thessalonians chapter three. Let's see here. Well, that was in chapter two. I apologize. Okay, verse number fifteen of Second Thessalonians chapter two. It says, "Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle." We don't have Paul's word, okay? He's not physically present to give us his word of mouth. You know, just we see him, he's speaking, we're like, oh, wow, the Apostle Paul, here he is. But we do have his epistles given to us, inspired and preserved. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And we have it here. In order to follow and to be in perfect fellowship, we need to gather around this. And as Paul preached in his epistles, as he taught, those are the traditions that we should stick to. Those traditions. Not things that were created by man, but by God that laid out. And here's our ensample. How are we to walk? How are we? We're to stand fast. Be rooted, grounded, firmly standing fast and holding the traditions which we have been taught by these epistles. The fellowship of the mystery. That's how we have true fellowship, is knowing who we fellowship in and following the ensample so that we can grow in grace and the knowledge of him. I really apologize. Give me some water here. Verse number 10. Verse number 10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And when I see this, I mean, this is this is obviously uh, something that I lean on as far as, you know, I guess you would say more of my life verses. In Philippians chapter 2, in the book of Philippians, let this mind be in you, of course, being found in Philippians chapter 2. But look at, let's look a little real quick at Philippians chapter 1. Having this same mind, this fellowship, this one mind, having the mind of Christ. Philippians chapter 1 in verse number 5. 
where it says, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. What do we have fellowship in? The gospel. This. Epistles. And how it's been brought to us. So we know we have fellowship in the gospel, in him, fellowship in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 1. If there therefore be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, and so on and so on and so on. That is having the mind of Christ, having the fellowship and being about his word and his word alone. And finally, in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live because that flesh is still living, but you've been recognizing that the old man is dead and crucified with Christ. You've been made in the fellowship of his sufferings. And now you might obtain to the resurrection of the dead, him being the first fruits of the resurrection that will never die again. Christ Jesus that rose from the dead, the first fruits. We will be the second fruits of that. Amen and amen for that. I doubt you can hear it in the background, but my dog is crying. I don't have any idea what's going on out there. But anyways. Uh... I'm looking over here on the Facebook feed. There seems to be somebody there that's uh, asking for money. I'll, I'll, I'll address that here in a moment. All right. <clears throat> but we are to speak the same things and be in the same mind and same judgment. Verse number 11. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Here we go. As we read in Philippians chapter 2, um... Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Seems like, seems like this wasn't happening. Fourth, been declare unto me of you, by brethren, by them which are the house of Chloe, that there are contingents among you. Now this I say, and this is um, something I'm going to bring up here. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, also known as Peter, and I of Christ. These different, you know, ministries, you know, I was with Christ during his earthly ministry and, and, you know, that's when I was, that's when I was saved or that's when I was uh, a follower of him. And then some say, well, I was of Apollos. Now, what did Apollos preach? Well, until he was told by um, uh, Aquila and Priscilla a more perfect way, he was preaching the baptism of John, John the Baptist which was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm preparing the way for the Lord. The Messiah is coming. That's what John the Baptist was preaching. And that's what Apollos was until later on. So some say what even, well, I was originally with Apollos. I was of him. Some said, well, I'm of Paul, you know, the new, the new hip, you know, kind of way, you know, or the, you know, the new thing or whatever. Well, yeah, Paul brought us the the fellowship of the mystery, but that's not what it was all about. And look at Peter. Of course, Peter preaching in Acts chapter two. You know the 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 judgment upon the nation of Israel. But the point is, is that there was 
different people arguing about these different ministries and which one was more important, blah, 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 so forth and so on. But let's look really quick to Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 9 before we move on, shall we? Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 9. It says here, this is after they had gotten together and, you know, they had agreed that Paul would go to the uncircumcision, you know, the Gentiles, and that uh, Peter would go to the circumcision, the Jews. Verse number 9, and when James, Cephas, of course, this is Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me. Who, was, who gave this grace? We just read it there in 1 Corinthians that it was given by the Lord Jesus Christ. They gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Okay, seems pretty straightforward, cut and dry, doesn't it? Black and white. Two different ministries there. Two different gospels, because one's the gospel of the uncircumcision, one's the gospel of the circumcision. I didn't say that. Galatians 2 says that. But then it says here, in verse number 13, back in 1 Corinthians 1, is Christ divided? Of course not. Was Paul crucified for you? Absolutely not. Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? Nope. I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I had baptized in mine own name. And I baptized also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. Verse number 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So, as we look at here, and uh, honey, if you're watching, if you could get the, uh, the dog, please, whenever you get a chance. So, if you're sitting here reading down through here, the thing that I've had to contemplate and study on and really just follow what the Word of God says here, it got me to think in verse number 17 a question. And I'm going to post the same question to you and to see uh, what it is that, um, that maybe you have an answer or maybe something for you to contemplate and to study on. As we says here in verse number 17, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. I'm going to ask the question, because we're going to turn to a couple pa uh, passages of scripture, is Paul being disobedient right now? Is Paul disobeying the commandment of God? Is Paul in disobedience to the Lord Jesus Christ? Turn in your Bibles to Matthew. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 19. Very famous account, very famous passage of Scripture that I believe just about everybody that has been in church for more than five minutes has probably heard. In verse number 19, um, first in verse number 18, Jesus, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them, watch this now, to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The other account of this, of course, is in Mark. So let's turn over to Mark chapter 16. 
Mark chapter 16, and let's start in verse number 15. Mark chapter 16, and we'll start in verse number 15. The Bible says here, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel. We have to ask ourselves a question, which gospel? Anyways, moving on. To every creature, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Uh Uh-oh. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them. I want you to underline that, would you please, or make note of that. And these signs, signs, it's very important, shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. This is going to be important for 1 Corinthians. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Please make note of that. That's going to be very important for this, the rest of this study. Now, remember the question that I asked. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And let's read in verse number 17. Now, you may be asking, well, Paul did baptize. Yes, and he even says who he baptized here. But you have to also remember that Paul went to the Jew first and then to the Greek. Three times, in fact, he said, I am not going back to the Jews anymore. And then on the third time, he said, no, no more. Because every time Paul would go into a city, the first place he would go and to teach and to preach would be in synagogues. But towards the uh, latter portion of his, uh, his ministry, that was no more. Churches had been established. Local bodies of believers had been born again, made new creatures in Christ, and they were meeting in their houses, sometimes in secret, sometimes not. But the point is, is that Paul says in verse number 17, for Christ... This same Christ that rose from the dead and ascended up into heaven and wrote and said those words in Matthew chapter 28 and also in Mark chapter 16, that same Christ sent me not to baptize. Now, remember what we read in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the traditions, the, the, um, the way to walk, the, our pattern, our ensample is by these epistles. And Paul never, ever, 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 ever talks about that, that baptism of water, except for right here. And when that, in verse number 17, he said that Christ sent me not to baptize. In this instance, baptism means different things, of course, just in the context. But in this context, it's speaking of water baptism. But to preach the gospel. Now, wait a minute. Is this a contradiction, or has new information been added and a new ministry been given to our apostle, the apostle of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, as we read in verse number one? New information given, a new and living way, a 
no more Jewish signs and 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 things that are Jewish in nature, like you know, priests and temples and all these different things that Paul condemns. I mean, I'm worshiping temples made of hands. But as it, as I'm just saying to you, is Paul disobeying God? Just ask yourself the question, is he disobeying the commandment in Matthew chapter 28 or in Mark chapter 16? Is he disobeying? Is he making a contradictory statement? Or is he telling a different command that was given? Let's keep reading. And I'm going to read verses 17 through 24, and you, and you tell me if the word clearly says that he's preaching a different commandment a different gospel, a gospel to the uncircumcision. Verse number 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, of course this is Isaiah chapter 29 and verse number 14, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? <coughs> Excuse me. Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And then are scripturally waterly, water baptized. That's not what it says. Because in verse number 22, this here is the sign. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But, verse number 23 is so important. We preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, and we can look into that next time as we go back over these, uh, this chapter. I believe we'll just do a part two. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, in verse number 23, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, called to be what? Sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. That's verse number two. Them which are called, both Jews and Greeks. Remember, there's no such thing as Jews and Greeks. In Christ Jesus, we are one. Jews, Gentiles, Church of the Living God, as he'll mention later on, I believe, in this letter. There's only three people in this world presently. There's Jews, everybody that's not a Jew, and those, it makes no difference because we are in Christ Jesus. We are one. There is no Jew or Greek. There is no difference. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So as we read down through there, this is something that, again, that I've really studied and really contemplated on and really prayed on for a very long time. As I've gone through this, that I was raised, I'm, I turned 40 years old, I was raised to believe that you are scripturally baptized with water after that you are saved. That's a commandment. And by the way, 
If you still believe that, if you do believe that, I love you. I really do. If you want to water baptize, go right ahead. It doesn't bother me. All I'm asking is the question, is Paul in disobedience here? And who is our ensample? Who do we take our traditions by word or by epistle from? That's all I'm asking. There's so many things, folks, that, um, you know, that I could possibly say right now that would be like, well, you know, and try to hedge my bets a little bit. But the word of God is clear here. Christ sent me not to baptize. Paul said, that's not, that's not why I came. Those, those guys that were given that commandment, they're in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world, preaching the kingdom gospel, potentially, at the same time. But I believe at about this point that they've really kind of gone off the scene because Israel as a nation had already rejected finally and completely and totally Christ. Can Jews still be saved? Yes, but very few. You know why? Because of this stumbling block, which we'll look at next week. They just can't get over it. This stumbling block, this rock of offense, the Bible calls him, Christ Jesus. And to the wise of the world, the ones that are puffed up with pride, they won't humble themselves and come with a contrite and repentant heart to recognize that they're not good enough to save themselves. And that's why the, you know, they're seeking after wisdom, the Greeks of the world. That's why the preaching of the cross is foolishness. You're telling me that God manifests in the flesh. He, he came and subjected himself to his own creation just to redeem us, to buy us back, to purchase us, to reconcile, to take away our sins, to clothe us in his righteousness just so we can have fellowship with him again as we did from the beginning as a mankind. And the majority of time, they push back even on the beginning of time because, you know, it was all an accident. It was an accident and something exploded out of nothing. And randomly, here we are billions of years later the wise of the world. But look at verse number 19 again, and we'll, we'll finish up with this. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. One day we will all stand before God. I pray that you stand before God, baptized in him, the one baptism. You are immersed in him flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones because that's the only way you'll stand there as it says back here in um, verse number eight that's the only way you'll stand there blameless if you're not standing there in him you'll have to answer for everything you've ever done but my friends if you're watching this video you're listening to this podcast if you're standing there at that moment at the great white throne judgment, it's incredibly too late. The simplicity of the gospel is this, that Christ crucified, God manifest in the flesh, died for you. And by the shedding of his blood, there's remission, there's removal of your sins. 
by only believing. Believing in him. Coming to the end of your own righteousness. That's the repentance portion of it. The contrite heart. You can't come to God in some sort of proud manner saying that, well, yeah, I'm going to take this salvation. It cost the creator of this universe to humble himself, Philippians chapter 2, even to the death of the cross, to die for you. Didn't have to do that, but he did. So I want you to understand where I'm coming from in this. I love you. I don't want anything that was talked about as far as water baptism to be something that maybe destroys um, whatever it is you think about me and want and you want to move on. I pray that's not the case. I pray that you would study it and just contemplate it and just read the scriptures for what it says and then ask the question, in your own mind, was Paul being disobedient to the Great Commission, the commandment? Jesus Christ, when he said to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. I'm talking about baptism. And that's where I'm going to wrap it up for tonight. I don't want to say any more. don't want to say any less than what God would just have me to say. I've said it in love. I've said it in sincerity. And I've said it with the truth of God's word. And so... Let's go over to the comment section to see if we have any questions or concerns. And um, if we, if not, then we'll wrap it up for the night. I've been trying to make these a little bit shorter. So, all right, let's come over here. YouTube is silent. Nobody over here on YouTube. Okay. And all it says is, oh, we see my dad. It's in the house. Hey, Pop. I listened to most of your uh, your message this evening. I hope you're still there. If you're still there, love you. Um, and now I'm going to address this. There's a comment here on Facebook. I would suggest, okay, I would suggest to you that if you're watching this and you see this comment, that you do not... Uh, send money. Someone please help me feed my kids. Please, they have gone without food from yesterday and until now. I have no hope of what to feed them and really begging my PayPal account is that. Okay. <clears throat> now, if uh, somehow or another you may know this gentleman that it's legitimate and there's a local people around this gentleman, I pray that they uh, they help reach out to them. And take care of them. Um, but for some reason, uh, that's just not striking me as something that might be legitimate. It may be, but um, I would I would exercise caution with that one. <coughs> All right, I see my dad is still on. All right, so I made some statements tonight. I'm going to ask some questions, and um, I pray that you just go back and study through it. Um, we'll probably wrap it up for tonight since there's no other comments or questions or concerns um, as of this moment. And um, I'm sure others will watch this later on. And I pray you watch it all the way through. Uh, share, subscribe. Um, you can always reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. 
I would love to hear from you. And just be praying that um, whatever this is, I finally get over it and that um, I don't have to be dealing with that anymore. I'm singing like a very deep bass at this moment. All right, folks. Well, we're going to wrap it up there tonight. Um, we get Thank you, Brother Jason. High voltage. Get well soon. I appreciate that. All right, let's come back over here and um, let's wrap it up for tonight. And uh, let me encourage you to be back uh, next week if you possibly can. Let me get this out of the way. Um, if you can possibly be back next week, I would appreciate it. And uh, we're going to be back in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We'll finish back up um, potentially. There's so much more that I wanted to study through, but I wanted to make sure we took a little bit of time um, on the baptism thing so that we there wouldn't be any misunderstandings. Um, if you have a misunderstanding or you would like a question, anything that I said tonight, I'm more than welcome. More than welcome. And you know where to reach out to me. Leave a comment below. Leave it um, leave it on any of the podcast platforms. I'll be able to see them there as well. Also, you'll be able to uh, reach out to me the easiest, most simple way. The easiest, most simple way. Unless you know me and you have my phone number. And if that's the case, give me a call. Um, but it, uh, I'm not giving that out over the air. But um, if you know me, um, it, the best way to get a hold of me, other than if you know me and you want to reach out to me um, on my phone or Skype or something like that, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I'd love to see more emails. Bring the questions. I'd love to hear about it. I would love to hear if, uh, you know, maybe even some prayer requests, uh, things that are going on in your life. Maybe you're um, looking for a local body of believers, and maybe I could be a help to you. Maybe I can point you in the right direction. Um, I definitely know if you're around the Hagerstown, Maryland area, uh, the tri-state area of that, uh, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, um, around West Virginia and so forth and so on. I definitely know a good body of believers you can get together with that are all about the word alone. And, um, if you're down here on the Mississippi Gulf coast or over on the Gulf coast of, uh, or just right over the border there in Slidell or someplace like that, I'd love to come see you. And, uh, if you come see me. I'll be at Community, Community Baptist in Slidell on most Sundays and Wednesdays teaching. So come see me over there. All right. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Um, It's it for tonight, and uh, we'll pick it back up next week. Love you in the Lord. God bless.